Hello, and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of The Conversation, we'll talk with Rachel Griesmer-Zakhar, an urban forester with the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services in the Stormwater Management Division. We're going to talk about the Canker Worm Pilot Program, so uh, a lot to talk about here, Rachel, on the uh, County Conversation, but first, welcome and thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right. Fairly new county employee, I understand? Yeah, um, I actually have not been to Fairfax County beyond about six months ago. Okay. Yeah, so um, I came from Michigan. Okay. Uh, that's where I worked. That's where I went to school. Okay. Um, and U- University of Michigan or another another school in Michigan? Michigan State. Okay. And, um, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I don't have much school loyalty. Okay. <laughs> and then I also went to Michigan Tech. Oh, okay. So. Okay. And, and you worked in uh, Michigan as well? Yes, yes. What, what were you doing there? Um, well, I, I worked on a lot of um, forest diseases. I worked mm. on beech bark disease, mm. which is a, a, a new exotic disease that's been a, an issue in Michigan, mm-hmm. killing a lot of the beech trees there. Okay, so not beech with an A, like the, yeah. the beech, it's the beech Yeah, the tree. beech trees. Okay, interesting. Same interesting. ones we have here. Yeah. i always been interested in kind of the, the forest pest or trees or nature kind of thing? Well, um, I took a, a class in high school. I was all about tree identification, yeah. and that pretty much sold me on wow. how cool trees are and yeah. how much I wanted to continue working with them. Okay, so why are trees so cool? Well, they provide so many awesome benefits for yeah. us, like oxygen, um, they store carbon, they can reduce stormwater flooding, hmm. um, they're awesome, they're beautiful. Yeah. So. <laughs> And, and lots of different types of trees, too. Yes, yes, incredible diversity. Okay, tell me a little bit about that. Put you on the spot with all your knowledge <laughs> and your schooling and everything. Well, uh, actually, in Virginia, you have quite a few more trees than we do here in Michigan, or back in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, there are uh, there are beech trees here, maple trees, ash trees, which unfortunately are declining a little bit because the of emerald the, ash borer. the emerald ash borer. The emerald ash borer, yes. It, it's a pretty noxious pest. Wow. Um, but uh, you have a lot of cool... Um, planted trees here too that I've never seen before like the crepe myrtles those are pretty popular yeah, yeah, okay. um but yeah there's there's so many okay now were you originally from Michigan yes okay yes. okay all right interesting so you're with the stormwater management division of the county's department of public works and environmental services which is the department is is huge a lot of different things with public works and environment yes uh, but stormwater management that's where your program is tell, tell me a little bit about stormwater management because you mentioned trees and helping with stormwater and the yes. runoff and stuff like that. But talk to me a little bit about stormwater management. Well, our department recently just got moved to stormwater because of that specific reason. Mm. Um, the trees do provide a very large component of uh, stormwater runoff mitigation or preventing flooding in the areas. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a good way to kind of quantify the value of the trees in the landscape. Mm. So it, it's a pretty good fit for us there. Okay. Now, I'm not the uh, brightest bulb in the shed as or whatever that the sharpest knife <laughs> in the shed, but I'm assuming the trees help with the stormwater because of the roots and and, yes. and that type thing? The, the trees, um, they intercept rainwater with their leaves. Oh, okay. It can also flow down mm-hmm. the trunk. Um, the roots play a pretty big uh, role in keeping the, st- the soil stabilized mm. and uh, letting the rain not just flow off right. the, the surface right. but actually get through. Oh, okay. As well as being beautiful for yes. our nature photography and all kind of stuff yes. like that. 
Are, you're an urban forester yes. with, with DPWS and mm-hmm. stormwater. What, what does that mean? What does an urban forester do? Well, there are actually two different types of urban foresters. Oh, okay. um, there are forest uh, conservation urban foresters. Um, those people play a big role in uh, conserving the forest in terms of development. So mm. Fairfax County is very rapidly developing, and um, so it, it's a it's a pretty big issue to mm. maintain the trees or the, the forest canopy. So what they do is they meet with the developers and um, they you know, help to preserve the trees that are already on the property mm-hmm. or they plant new ones. Okay. Um, but where I work is in the forest pest branch. Okay. Um, and we do a lot of surveying for insects or diseases or other issues that may pose a threat to the trees in the county. Okay. Um, including a lot of invasive insects like the emerald ash borer. There's another one called Asian longhorn beetle. Hmm. And those are both introduced from China and both have a very significant threat to the, the trees here, especially right. the, the hardwood trees. Right. Um, but we also survey for some native insects as well, including the, the fall canker worm. Oh, okay. Um, and that's a, a defoliator, which eats the leaves of the trees. Okay. Wow. A lot of information here for me to take yeah. in. So <laughs> I, I have heard, which I guess is good news for your department about getting the word out, I've heard about the emerald ash borer. I've not familiar, I think, with the Japanese beetle, I think, that you mentioned? Asian longhorn beetle? Yeah. Well, it's it's a good thing because it's not here yet. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big beetle, about uh, an inch long or wow. so, and it burrows into trees, creates these big holes and tunnels mm. through the wood and can cause it to fall apart, basically. Wow. Nice. Um, but it's been in Massachusetts, Chicago, Toronto, so we, we've been trapping for it to determine if it's actually present here. Hmm. So. Okay. Well, and I remember, I guess, a year or two ago, a uh, lot of publicity about the emerald ash borer. And I think one of the main messages that uh, the county was, was putting out was about firewood, not cutting wood and transporting it from, you know, one location to another because you never know what's in that insect or in, what insects are in that tree, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it, it's really hard to know what you might be, what might be hitchhiking in yeah. your firewood. So it's, it's a really good message for most diseases and pests that mm. they can be carried on firewood. Um, it's not so much a problem for emerald ash borer anymore because okay. it's basically, it's everywhere with the oh, exception okay. of some places in Maryland. Wow. Lucky them, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're here today uh, on the county conversation to talk, you know, more in depth about the the fall canker worm. And now, I guess a dumb question: we're we're in winter. This is December, and yet we're talking about a fall canker worm. Yeah. (laughs) So so tell me about the fall canker worm. What is it? It's a little bit of a misnomer, and um, really the the problem stage is the caterpillar, which isn't out right now. Mm-hmm. But the reason they call it the fall cankerworm is that the the adult moths they emerge from the soil mm-hmm. after the first hard freeze in the fall. Mm. So. Um, it's actually really cool. The females are unique in that they don't have wings and they can't fly. Mm. So when they emerge, they crawl up the tree and then they mate with the males and then they lay the eggs in the upper canopy. Mm. So that's why they're called the fall cankerworm. Okay. Um, but actually the caterpillars emerge from the eggs in the springtime and that's when they go to town on eating leaves. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot of animals, insects, and and that's the way nature is. You know, they, they feed on different things, and that's just 
you know, the way it is. But we're saying the fall canker worm is or could be a problem? Yes. Well, it's it can or cannot be a problem. Um, what's uh, an, another unique feature of this particular group of insects is they can really increase in population to the point where it's an outbreak. Mm. And that's what we've been experiencing in Fairfax County for about the past three or four years. Okay. Um, so when their populations get really high, they can have the potential to defoliate large areas and cause okay. a lot of stress on the trees. Okay. So just the canker worm itself is not a problem, mm-hmm. but when there's too many of them, there's yes. not enough food, which is the leaves on the tree, to go around. But it's more like there's there's plenty of trees available, okay. but unfortunately the the trees don't like it when they eat all their leaves. Well, no, so. yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. What I mean, what can be what can be done about that then? Well, we have uh, an established aerial suppression program um, where we use a bacteria called Bacillus. Thuringius for Kirstaki, I believe. I'm glad you said that. It's called BTK. It's it's an easier way to reference it. But um, it's a naturally occurring soil bacterium, and uh, it's formulated so that we can mix it with water and apply it to leaves. And that basically causes the caterpillars to stop eating Hmm. so that they don't, you know, continue Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. cause so much stress to the trees. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do that when we determine that the adults with that we count in the fall, are at a high enough level that might be predictive of the defoliation. So so you say count the adults. I'm envisioning yes. you walking around trees with your calculator. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you count? It's, it's a lot easier than that. Um, there's a method that we use that's called sticky banding. And we put a either a strip of plastic or paper on a tree, so like a maple or an oak, something mm-hmm. that the, the fall canker worm would eat. And then we cover it with a really sticky glue. Mm. So when those females go walking up the tree, gotcha. they get caught in that glue. Gotcha. So we can count the number that gets stuck in the glue. And if it's over a certain threshold, then there is probably... During, during a certain period of time kind yes, of thing. Yeah. There's okay. probably going to be defoliation. When, when, do you do, when do you do that kind of counting? Well, we're actually doing it right now. Oh, okay. So, uh, the first during the sec- fall and winter kind First, of? second week in December is usually the, oh, okay. the butter zone. Interesting. Yeah. Why, and why is that? I mean, is that just when it's starting to get cold or, I mean? Yeah, it's, well, this year has been kind of odd, but um, usually when you get that first uh, cold snap mm-hmm. and then it gets a little warmer. Mm-hmm. Um, but one important factor is that we put the traps up when the leaves have already fallen, oh. because if we don't do that, then the, the glue gets covered with leaves oh, and the cankworms can just crawl right over it. Ah. So. Smart little devils, aren't yeah. they? Okay. <laughs> you mentioned uh, aerial suppression program. What, yes. what, what, what does that mean? Does that mean a... So, yes, uh, we apply the, the pesticide BTK with uh, an, a helicopter. So oh, okay. where we find areas that have the, the high potential for defoliation, then we um, cooperate with these helicopter contractors, and then they will spray those areas. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm a resident and, you know, here in the national capital area, so close to Washington, D.C., and, you know, terrorist threats and those kind of things. If I'm a resident, I see a helicopter flying around and, you know, spraying something, I might be a little frightened by that. Yes, yes. And that's well justified. But um, we have a very uh, good notification system where Mm -hmm. we send where people in the area that might be affected or might see the helicopter are sent multiple letters Mm -hmm. and postcards to let them know what we're doing, that they might see a helicopter. Right. 
Um, and we also post some signs on trails if we spray oh. in parks. Okay. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the uh, fall canker worm uh, problem, in air quotes, uh, with Rachel griesmer Zakhar with the uh, county's Department of Public Works and Environmental Services, and we're talking about the aerial suppression program specifically and spraying uh, and notifying residents in that area that you're going to be doing that. So that leads me to a question then that there may be certain areas where this is a problem where there's other areas in the county that it's not or is this a widespread county issue it's not actually very widespread in the county it's been primarily a problem in the mount vernon alexandria area so like the southeastern edge of the Mm -hmm, county mm -hmm. um so that's where we've been focusing the majority of our surveying Mm. but a lot of what we do is uh, focused on like parkland or public land. We don't have a lot of that data from residents or mm. uh, private property. Right. And that's a pretty big chunk of that area. So that is the re- part of the reason that we came up with this uh, sticky banding community program. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that that is definitely an interesting sounding name. You got to tell me yes. more about that. So um, basically, you know, it's uh, descriptive of that same kind of trap that right. we as the urban foresters right. put up. Um, but we provide that those materials for homeowners hmm. so that they can put up those sticky bands on the trees either in their uh, homeowner association property or their backyards so that they can also count the number of females that might be right. in, in their backyard. Okay. So they can be a, a research support, I guess, yeah. for the county. Or even a citizen scientist. That's right, what we can right. Call them. Okay. So uh, the, Depart- the, the county, DPWS, the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services, provides these bands or these materials to the residents? Yes. Uh, this is a, a pilot program. So we're focusing on a limited hmm. number of okay. homeowner associations just to kind of test out yeah. to see if this will be an effective program. Um, so we're initially providing those materials for those people. Are there, are there, are there certain, are, do you want to concentrate in these areas where you know there's a problem or do you want to reach out to other areas of the county and, and try to start getting a sampling? Right. For, for the moment, we're focusing on those areas that it's been historically a, a problem. Okay. But um, in the future, we, if, if this is a popular program, we would love to be able mm-hmm. to expand mm-hmm. to our other areas of the county. Okay. So you mentioned kind of the Mount Vernon area, um, southeastern part of the county. If I'm a resident in that area or if I'm involved in a homeowners association, how would I go about, you know, getting involved in this banding program? Is there a number to call or... Sure. Uh, You can call our department or you can email us. Um, Our number is 703-324-5304. And our email is pestmail, P-E-S-T-M-A-I-L, at fairfaxcounty.gov. That's an awesome email address. Yeah, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, you can use those numbers to call about any sort of insect issue or if you just want to talk to us about this fall cankerworm program. Um, But... There's an additional resource that's available this year for anyone that's interested in getting some of those materials Mm -hmm. that may not have been in the original um, targeted list. The um, Mount Vernon District Supervisor's Office Mm -hmm. has agreed to um, hold a couple of extra kits for us. So these kits have the the materials inside for the the banding method. so that, that you can go to the supervisor's office and pick up a kit or two wow. for your homeowner's right. association or your property. Okay. And uh, 
put you on the spot here, maybe uh, homeowners associations, civic groups and that kind of thing in the area. Do y'all go out and do presentations or present uh, on these type of issues or the programs going on? We don't do it regularly, but um, if there's a request or a need for it, we right. are glad to. Okay. So maybe you'll get some mm-hmm. uh, some requests from uh, from this conversation here. And the, that number is 324-5304, and the email was pestmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. Um, what do you hope to accomplish? What do you want to see out of the fall canker worm pr- uh, program the and the banding program uh, as well. I mean, what what would be a, a good outcome for all this? Well, a big thing is uh, getting people involved, getting people educated about um, what we do to monitor mm. for these insects mm-hmm. and to kind of get them engaged in the process. So they're basically doing the same things that we are to monitor for this insect. Um, and it can also provide a limited amount of control, uh, prevention for defoliation. So if you put the sticky band on a tree, the, there might not be as many eggs right. laid on that particular tree. Right. So not as many caterpillars. Right. Um, I think that was... Yeah, I I was going to... Sorry to interrupt you and derail your train, but I was going to ask, are there symptoms or signs of a tree or something? I mean, uh, if I'm in my yard, is there a way for me to easily know that I might have a problem with canker worms, or is the is the banding the only way to really tell? Well, um, you can kind of do it reactive. Um, In the springtime, in about uh, late April, early May is when the canker worms are really in force, Mm. and... You'll, you might see the canker worms falling from the trees on little silken threads. Oh, okay. uh, your, the trees might have little holes in them, or they might just be skeletonized, mm-hmm. as we call them, mm-hmm. with just the leaf veins left. Right. Um, and you might actually even see the canker worms crawling on your property. Oh, wow. So. Okay. Hmm. Um, limited amount of the banding things to, to go around during this pilot program. Uh, are these type of things also available at, uh, you know, nurseries or, or tree places where they sell trees or, you know, uh, the, you know, the uh, yard supply stores, whatever you call those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure if most stores will readily stock it, but I know some online retailers definitely do. Okay. Um, and it, it's really simple. All you need is a piece of the tar paper, the, the roofing type paper, mm-hmm. duct tape, and that huh. sticky glue called right. Tanglefoot. 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 Okay, appropriately named again, I guess. <laughs> All right. So a lot of good, a lot of good tips, a lot of good information there, and reason we're talking about that during the what seems to be the the the, the winter season, which is the start of the winter, December twenty first, I think, uh, is this is a, a a big time for the banding program yes. that you've got going on. Yes. Okay. Remind us again of the telephone number, email, and if there's a website, folks get more information, et cetera. Sure. Um, So, again, if you have any concerns about a a tree issue or an insect question, you can call us at 703-324-5304 or email us at pestmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. We also have a website. You can Mm -hmm. probably just Google Fairfax County Forest Pest and it'll come up. Uh, It's kind of long for me to to tell you. Okay. And of course, just go to fairfaxcounty.gov. You can also put in the search bar there uh, forest pest or yes. pest management, something or like that. Or you could even uh, Google fall canker fall worm. Canker worm. It'll <laughs> yeah, probably come yeah. up. Okay. All right. A lot of good information here talking about the, the pilot program that uh, Stormwater Management Division has going on right now, the community banding program and uh, trying to uh, decrease the fall canker worm that we'll see in, in the springtime. And uh, 
lot of questions I've asked you, but there's always maybe one I haven't thought of to ask or something else you want to uh, make sure our residents are aware of. So uh, final thought from you, I'll turn, it, turn the mic over. Sure. Um, so there's there's a, l- a little bit of a, an art to putting up these um, these traps. Mm, okay. So on our website, we're going to be including a, a frequently asked questions and a little photo oh, okay. guide on how to do it. So if you're interested, you can go to our website and see that kind of information up there. Okay, awesome. We've been talking with Rachel Griesmer Zachar with the Department of Public Works and Environmental Services about the uh, Canker Worm Pilot Program. And Rachel, thanks for uh, for being with us on the County Conversation and uh, sharing a lot of good information. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. If you have uh, been listening to the conversation and uh, found it helpful, we would uh, ask you a favor in return. If you wouldn't mind going to the iTunes store and giving us a review and a rating, um, it, not just to stroke our ego, it actually does help in the iTunes ranking uh, so that uh, more folks are able to see the show. And if you listen via the Stitcher app, just give us the little thumbs up. If you'd like to get more Fairfax County news and events, you can visit fairfaxcounty.gov news, or you can call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329, weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government. Thanks for listening.